Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. Good morning, H-Town. Time to go to work. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. If you are so inclined on this week where a lot of you are off, um, we're here with you till 10 a.m. Sean Pendergast, Seth Ping. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. You look good. You look all combed and ready to go. You look like you're ready to go out on the town. I was uh, on with Nate Griffin just a few minutes ago, so I wanted to wear a collared shirt today. Had a boy. And uh, at the very end of the interview... I address Nate Griffin, a man who I've known for about 20 years uh, as Nick. So <laughs> that's what kind of day this has been. That's closing <laughs> 2022 on a strong note. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Nate, it's Nate. And, you know, but it's a problem with television. Unlike with you where I can cut you off at any point after we're supposed to be in a commercial break or just burst into the commercial. Right. When I'm a guest on television, they're very strict. So I didn't That's even it. get a chance. All the viewing public at home thinks that I don't know Nate Griffin's okay. name. And, I- <laughs> you, and, you, and you do, as the audience knows, you do quite a bit of television for a radio personality. You're on weekly on KHOU on Sundays. That's your last salvo on TV of 2022. That's, oh, that's it. Right. That's it. Wait, what day is Sunday? Sunday's the it's January first, twenty twenty three. It is. Yes, yes. <laughs> New Year's Day. I know. I'm losing track too. This week is just mush. I well, like. I lose. You track had a big event. Day. You had the Texas Bowl. You had to MC the Texas Bowl. So yeah, that's a, the luncheon. And you. Um, you and I went viral. Lub- do you lubricate yourself a little bit before you? Uh, no, you I I thought about it. It's it. Here's the thing. Talking about alcohol, people. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> right, it's right. No. Six oh one a.m. My on. goodness. I don't lubricate at ten thirty in the morning. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I thought about it because Amy and I got to the to the Hilton. It was at Hilton America. It was pretty early, and the bar was open. And yeah. I thought about it, and I said, "Nah, you know what? Because they don't—they don't even serve alcohol at that event. It's uh, it's a oh, luncheon. of course, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, why don't you go to college, kids? Send your kids to us. We're we'll right. south two days before a bowl game. I mean, it is Ole Miss and Texas Tech. I mean, like they—they'd they, they, serve true. alcohol there. It's SEC in the big. Yeah, 12. their battle cry is a hotty toddy. Right. Yeah, that's it's a drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, there's something, but there's something about Hilton Americas. It doesn't it make you feel like you're an international businessman or something? Big you time. need to be having a drink at the bar. Big time. It's either big. and it's either got to be a whiskey neat or a martini. Yes. It's either got to be Texas oil man or uh, investment banking sophisticate. It it has the best. In my mind, I got to think this through, uh, but I think it's got the best lobby bar of any of the big hotels downtown. Like, I guess it depends on what you're looking for because it's very grand. Yes, feeling that, it looks like something out of a movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, you know, the, the, I, 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 I like them all, but that one is that one has a feel to it. There's some other more artsy, smaller, like some of the older buildings downtown. I yeah. like some of those hotel bars just because it feels like you're 
you know, at a speakeasy or something yes. in the 1920s. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not saying the other ones are bad at all. To be clear, yeah. I like them all. Um, but but that one has a feel to it. As you're, I, that one has an international businessman entrepreneur vibe to it. You're yeah. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either way, Brandy's not dressing up like a flapper like I wanted to. It's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't well, matter. <laughs> two fantasies. Either we're in the 1920s and you're a flapper, or it's 2022 and you're quirky like Zoe Deschanel um, and you still dress like a flapper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well. It, it's the new year, so there's time to encourage her for resolution. <laughs> flapper. I've got so many flapper outfits that I've bought her through the years that she refuses to put on. <laughs> She'll still fit into them. Last I oh, so, man, we got a lot to get to today. There's still some breadcrumbs from J.J. Watt retiring. We've got Texans news. Laramie Tunsil wants to get paid. Uh, Derek Carr. Got benched yesterday. Derek Carr, were you latest. surprised? Were you surprised by that that the Raiders are benching Derek Carr for the last two games of the year? Yes, I was uh, too. I, I mean, he's been bad, but you wonder. Just, I guess maybe they just they really feel like they want to see what they have in Jared Stidham. So if you're gonna, if you feel like you might have this guy that was a diamond in the rough and needed some time to get it together in Jared Stidham, then it makes sense. So it was a, it was surprised because honestly, I really haven't thought about the Raiders all that much. No. Uh, as of late, as of like the AFC West in general, other than the Chiefs, has become such a disappointment to the extreme degree that I hadn't really thought about it. So, yes, it was a surprise, but it, it makes sense if they think that Jared Sidham, or, or maybe they're just sick of Derek Carr's stick, shtick uh, because he, he decides to apparently leave so he won't be a distraction. That's the bigger story. Okay, I'm yeah. glad you hit that. That's the bigger story. First, before we get to that, here was Josh McDaniels yesterday on uh, Derek Carr, the benching of Derek Carr. We're going to go ahead and, and start Jarrett uh, the last couple games of the season here. Um, you know, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a an opportunity to, um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Um, you know, uh, talking to Derek, uh, who was great. Um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in and the situation, and um, very supportive of the two young guys. Uh, that those three guys obviously have worked together hand in hand all year, and. Um, you know, he'll do anything he can to help him. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. Okay. My favorite part of that, Seth, was talk to Derek, who was great. Yeah. So great that he left the team. It was so great. <laughs> oh, it was just so great. Well, he'll do anything he can to help him, <laughs> except be here for him. I was uh, uh, Part of this, too, is an offshooting of the Patriots' way, of course, which is yeah. that you'll you'll know that – Anybody out of New England thinks they can turn any quarterback into anything. Yeah. Um, even as they're failing at turning Derek Carr into something, they'll think, well, Jarrett Sidham, uh, he just needs to be – he knows the system. He's, he's, uh, he's been steeped in the system like a bag of tea. So we're going to teabag his way to glory is what, uh, is what they think up there in New England. Um, that's the thing. Like Derek Carr was better last year with that special teams coach as his head coach, that Bisaccia guy. Like he was, he, he, got, he got the Raiders to the playoffs last year. Like Derek Carr was, Derek Carr was good last year. Yeah. He, Josh he did better with a barista than he's doing with Josh McDaniel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And with, uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, the hot rumors are, and we've got some audio for this later. Yeah. Uh, the, it, it was just curious. This is apparently big talk in New England, and I haven't really seen it elsewhere unless I've just been kind of 
uh, too busy with other stuff, that it's all but a certainty that Bill O'Brien's going to be the offensive coordinator, coordinator oh, yeah. in New England next year, oh, yeah. according to people up in New England. So had you, had you been as aware of that? I, I had seen – not – not to the degree the audio we're going to play later this hour kind of cements it. I yeah. I had seen it speculated, and it's right. a, it's a logical speculation. Right. I've been, yeah. I mean, I've been lots of people have been speculating. Yeah. It, um, but I didn't realize that it's it's kind of thought up there that of course that's what's going to happen. Bill we got to talk to Ted. We get we need to talk to Ted Johnson. We do. Yeah. With, look, on the horn. We got a lot of reasons. I I want to know what Ted Johnson thinks about Deion Sanders coaching his alma mater too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I wonder yeah. If Ted's one of these big donors that they're talking about. To, that's going to pay. Do you remember they said uh, the the president said uh, to too much fanfare that they didn't know where they were going to get the money to pay Deion Sanders. Right. And I think more people people made more of that than it needed to be. But they are going to be you know tapping into some of the the big time names and donors. If hey Ted, guys, Teddy J here. Yeah. If, if Ted, <laughs> if Ted is indeed one of those donors, what it tells me is that. He made the right move moving back to Boston and just doing a bunch of TV up there and some substitute radio work. Ted, Ted made the mistake last time he was on with us of saying, hey, TV, it's uh, less work, more money. At which point he went into my category of guys I might hit up someday. Yes. For- <laughs> and that you- is a long list. There's a- <laughs> I just held my notebook up. Pulled to out set. my notebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did the little thing people. like the guy from the office. Yeah. Put Ted down on the list. Like, right. Guys to hit up. That's in case right. It, yeah, in Ryan. case things get rough. Hey, Ted, wanted to congratulate Ten years success. Hey, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Ted would be the friendliest of all those people. He would welcome the hitting up of, a, of, of one of us. You know what's funny? I got to talk to Ted. Uh, next time we have him on, when he and I, because he and I lived in that same building on Studemont, uh, right there on Allen, uh, yeah, the Windsor, Studemont and Allen Parkway, yeah. Um, but I lived there, I think, before he did, like a year before he did, and I moved out. At the time, there was some weird dude who was living there, almost to. I got the sense that he was there just to basically try to pitch his investment scheme to various <laughs> residents, because it was like he'd hang around down by the, the free coffee. <laughs> And uh, like he'd befriend you, and then you'd talk to him, and then after about a month or two, I started getting the pitch. Uh, and it was weird. And I, it got to the point where I basically told him, I was like, listen, dude, dude you do not, don't talk to me anymore. Like, stay the hell away. What's wrong, buddy? Hey, I was just trying to help you. You know, he's like, ah, oh, trying to help you out, guy. And I didn't respond to it well. And I know how Ted responds when, when a switch flips on him. Oh, like, yeah. I, I wonder, like, man... Ted, uh, like Ted, Ted can get very stern very quickly, yeah. but has like um, he can do it in more of a calm way. So I think he probably shut that guy down earlier than I did. Yeah. I accommodated the guy for way too long. Yeah, it wasn't DeAndre Hopkins, was it? <laughs> he lived in that building too. <laughs> was that, can you imagine Hopkins lobby pitching different? DeAndre, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was our lineage. There, it was Seth Payne to Ted Johnson to DeAndre Hopkins, that's right. That's right. and DeAndre was uh, the barista. Uh, ironically <laughs> enough. You'd go down in the morning, and DeAndre would be there reading the paper with a pair of reading glasses on, uh, and then he would he would stretch his gargantuan fingers over towards the espresso machine and brew you up a coffee. <laughs> brew you up a coffee, and then pitch zany business ideas. <laughs> oh, it was the worst, man. This guy was good too. Like, uh, luckily, I've been screwed over enough times that I can recognize it now. Yeah. But I think he genuinely. He probably depleted like 25% of the net worth of that building. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on an island somewhere. He was really good. Like if he had been my first, if he had been if he had taken my investment scam cherry yeah. uh, or tried to, it would have it would have worked cuz he was very smooth. All right. One guy who um, who that particular individual might be approaching soon, 
Could be Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil made a revelation as to what his goal is this offseason. We'll give you one guess. We'll tell you what it is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a Thursday. Appreciate you tuning in. Hope you're having a great holiday week. 713-572-4610. That is the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Trailer Wheel and Frame. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, DJ Bianame got an exclusive with Laramie Tunsil yesterday. And um, and Laramie Tunsil laid out pretty clearly what his goal is, his big goal is for the offseason, Seth. It's not to set a new record for his squat rack or his bench press or, um, you know, cone drill or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's to set a new record for his checkbook, which, <laughs> which I don't. That's, that's an unfair characterization of how he's saying it, Sean. Well, I'm going to say it. I'm going to read the quotes right now. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll remedy this shortly. Um, but he <laughs> and I and I was, just, I was just about to say, I don't blame him. He should do this. Like, it's, well, yeah, yeah. So real, real quick, just to get to the quotes, then we'll react. Um, Laramie Tunsil told uh, ESPN DJ Bienname, who covers the Texans for ESPN on Wednesday, he wants to be the highest paid tackle in the NFL. I don't know. This is the quote. I don't know who the highest is right now. Maybe Trent Williams at twenty three million. He, okay, first of all, he knows exactly who the highest is and exactly is how Trent much he's Williams. making. Yes, yeah. he knows. <laughs> don't do that, Lovey Smith thing where you like ask a rhetorical question that is, you know the answer to. Is Trent Williams making the most money? I think he is. Answers yeah. yes. Answers yes. It's twenty three million. What's that guy's name again? Trent Williams. Trent something. Yeah, mm. we know his name. <laughs> um. Tunsil says, I want to top that. Always want to reset the market. Perfect opportunity to reset the market. Everything is lining up as far as my contract and how I'm playing. Everything is lining up perfectly. Spot on analysis by Laramie Tunsil, I would say. He he is in the he's in a very, very good position right now, especially as the only pro bowler on this team. I was curious uh, what the response would be to from hardcore Texans fans. And after canvassing Twitter responses, it seemed like most people were adamantly in favor of paying Laramie Tunsil a big chunk of money and locking down that left tackle position, which uh, is I, as somebody who also likes to spend other people's money, uh, wholeheartedly endorse that sentiment. I think there are a couple of concerns, and for one, I was just I was uh, teasing you about mischaracterizing it. I I know you were joking around. I don't think that's Laramie Tunsil's only goal. I'm sure he yeah. was asked about contract and all that. Yeah. That's a 
That's a, that's the hazards of print, though, man. They only put the quotes in that go in. So, um, and I'm not helping matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the or the hazards of a soundbite. On yeah. I, I don't mean to uh, pick on print. So, I, I think that the biggest concern people would have initially is, all right, well, what's it going to be like uh, after he is the highest paid uh, offensive tackle in football? I would say that regardless of whatever the hell happened last year where he missed way more time than expected with a thumb injury and nobody ever came out and said, well, actually, it was just a, a much worse injury or it was uh, there were complications. It was very curious and very weird. But up until all of that weirdness, he's a guy that had already been paid really, really well. I mean, he was paid well as a first-round pick. Then he got a really big extension with the Texans. I mean, you want to know how big it was? It was negotiated by Jack Easterby. Nope. It was a big extension. Done. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I don't think that it's a concern. I think that I like the fact I like the fact that the chip on Laramie Tunsil's shoulder is this. The quote is, Something that motivated me during the offseason was an article that came out that said I was a very good starter. So that gave me your fuel to just get back to playing football because I did miss 12 games last year because of the thumb injury, but just coming back to show everybody that I am the best tackle. So, look, as, uh, as, as, as we all get frustrated and disgusted with lowered expectations, I like somebody whose chip on his shoulder is that somebody gave him a – a relative compliment. You know, like somebody said he was very good, and Laramie said, screw that. Not very good enough. Good. Yeah. yeah, remember, he, didn't he do the eyeball emojis at that one? He did. He, he tweeted about it for sure. Yeah, he had tweeted at it when it came out. I think Pro Football Focus or somebody had the rankings, and, and he responded to it. So, yeah, I like that that's his fuel. And he also goes on to say, let me honor the Pro Bowl. It feels good to be a Pro Bowl starter, get voted in from coaches and players. To potentially get an all-pro nod, man, I've been working my ass off for all seven years just to get acknowledged as an all-pro. I feel like that's one of the biggest achievements in the NFL. I'll say this. If he makes all-pro this year on a team that's going to win four games at the most, two games yeah. at the least, that's a damn good accomplishment, man. That's a hard position. Even though he's a known commodity, that is a hard position to break through at a first-team all-pro level when you're on a bad football team. I would say uh, Laramie Tunsil's a guy who's been a big surprise in a positive way, uh, in terms of perception of him now compared to what you thought of him during the summer or last spring. Yes. Or there's so many rumors that he was on the trading block. And um, and I think justifiable rumors uh, that he was the, – the, the Texans were open to trading him. I, I'm, I tend to believe those things that we've heard. So – it's it's been a big turnaround. Um, I'm inclined to believe that it's pretty genuine, yeah. and a lot of it was like I've told, like I've said before, last year, really the last couple of years were so dysfunctional that you kind of got to hit the reset on what you think of various people because everybody responds differently to dysfunctional situations, and a lot of times you end up showing the worst side of you or it just or something is not even bad looks like it's bad because of the context and you just got to really open everything back up to where everybody's on a on an audition and then Laramie Tunsil has passed that audition Laramie Tunsil and Brandon Cooks have basically traded spots oh that's a big flipperoo <laughs> right yeah I mean they basically traded spots Brandon Cooks and Derek Carr are the two guys that you well okay Brandon Cooks I would would be I uh, at least expect to have just basically pouted and and went AWOL in the middle of a season. Um, Derek Carr, who, if you guys missed it, 
is not going to be with the team for the last couple weeks, so uh, basically to avoid being a distraction after he was benched. Um, I don't know. I seem to remember Eli Manning, after spending his entire career with an organization, when he got benched, did one of the classiest things ever and gave a press conference where he pledged to give his support to the new starting quarterback. I don't of- know. Derek's like, oh, I can contribute by you not slipping on my tears Well, if I'm around here <laughs> just pouting and crying all the, all the time. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, you're more of a distraction by not being there than you would be if you were there. <laughs> There's going to be more questions about you not being there than you actually being a backup quarterback for your football team. It's it, that, that part's silly. As far yeah, Derek, as uh, Derek and Brandon cooks are the most emo of the, um, like the biggest, like most fraudulent emo guys. Yes. Like they want to pass themselves off as, being thus just these focused, devout guys, but then they get super, super emo when things don't go their way, um, which makes you wonder just exactly how much how much are your eyes on the prize if you're right. so if you're so disrupted and distracted by these earthly things. The, the, mm. To me, the the big question with Tunsil, the the big one one is okay. If Laramie gets a long term deal, is he still attacking his job with the same fire that he did? This season, you know, because this yeah. is a de facto contract year for him. I know, yeah, I know, he's under contract next year. That's one question. Okay. The other one is: Would Nick Casario pay top of market for a tackle? That's the, as far as Texan fans go. That's the important question. Um, so, yeah, we we can attack both of those. In fact, we'll attack both of those in the next segment. We, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get to both of those questions about Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil wants to be the highest paid tackle in football, and I'm here for it. I, he's had a great year, and uh, would love to see him. Get paid, and I can't believe if I went back and listened to what we were saying a year ago that I'm saying that right now because I'm sure we were saying much different things a year ago. So we'll get to that. Also, as Seth alluded to, Bill O'Brien, could he be back in our lives as far as the NFL goes pretty soon? They seem to think it's a done deal up in New England. We'll have the audio for you next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We were just talking in the previous segment about the uh, article that DJ Bienname from uh, ESPN.com had. He had an interview with Laramie Tunsil where Laramie, he... Uh, not surprisingly, I think, revealed that he wants to become the highest paid tackle in football. Uh, right now, that's Trent Williams, $23 million a year. So you're, you know, you're looking at whatever it would be, 24, 25, 26, whatever the market would be. He's still under contract for the team next year. He's got a huge cap hit because of how they structured the last couple years of his deal. Nick Casario basically took a bunch of Laramie's money from this year and turned it into a bonus and shoved the cap money into 2023. 
um, which teams do all the time. I'm, I'm not saying it was good or bad one way or the other. I guess the two questions I have, Seth, about Laramie Tunsil, the, the, the most important one, if you're a Texan fan and you said you had kind of done a, you know, an unscientific just sort of look at the opinion of Texan fans in the aftermath of this, this news from DJ, um, I guess the important thing would be if you're a Texan fan, many of whom want Laramie Tunsil to be here long term, would Nick Casario pay a market-level contract for Laramie Tunsil? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think he would. I think It's not like the Patriots never paid people. I think there's a perception that, like, oh, they always drove a hard bargain and always got guys at below market. Um, Matt Light at one point got paid pretty well by them, didn't they, on his, on his first uh, free agency deal? Um, but I, I think that... The question is, okay, how does how does Casario feel about Tunsil? And perhaps if if he had indeed been trying to trade Tunsil last offseason, let's take that hypothetical, has it changed at all um, in regards of either Laramie wanting to trade or, or, or Casario wanting to drive that trade? I think there's a good chance that whatever, if there were any acrimony there, that it's passed and subsided. And one of the big things is that Laramie has made very public displays of support for just the Texans as an organization. I think for, there's, you know, you could do what Brandon Cooks did or you could do what Laramie Tunsil has done. And Laramie Tunsil, I mean, Cooks got got his contract extension and then he made a big fuss several months later. Whereas Laramie Tunsil obviously has more financial incentive right now to, to you know, toe the line and do all of that other stuff. But I think Tunsil has also demonstrated that he's not a guy that's afraid to um, just kind of go his own way and uh, and do, like, what – like, he's he's kind of an independent-minded guy. Very. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to paint him out to be uh, a hero in that regard or anything, but I – I think there's kind of there's not a lot of BS about him, so it could all be calculated. Sure, is a way to to get that contract, but I feel like if Tunsil didn't like the Texans organization anymore, he his goal would be to get the biggest contract elsewhere. Like he would angle his way out. If anything, he might be showing discontent right now to make it really uncomfortable and to force the Texans' hand and to trade him in the offseason. Kind of like Brandon Cooks is doing. Brandon Cooks is making it really hard for the Texans to not trade Brandon Cooks. So I, I'm pretty comfortable that Casario understands the value of having, A, a player like that, and B, I don't know if ally is the right word, but somebody that's been positive this year about the direction of the team. Yeah, I, I think and there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of layers to this. You know, one is – I think one is – You've got a you've got a serious investment, at least draft capital wise, in Kenyon Green. You know what's the ripple effect on Laramie Tunsil for Kenyon Green's development? That's an important draft pick for this team. So Laramie, he's under contract still for next year. So I mean, I feel almost like we're talking like he's entering free agency. He's not, but he's entering a year where, especially at his cap number, it would be normal. And at the level of play that he's displayed, which is elite level of tackle play, this is a logical offseason for the Texans to take advantage of the fact that nobody else can negotiate with him right now. They've got an exclusive on Laramie Tunsil for another yeah. year to get a deal done with him. I guess the other question I have would be, okay, Laramie Tunsil did a really good job of internalizing a chip on his shoulder this year um, with the the article that he read where he said he was a very good starter. He took that as an insult. He thinks he's elite, and he's played elite. He's been really good this year. He's been great. How would Laramie Tunsil function if he were to get a – Trent Williams type of deal. Trent Williams got like six years, you know, 180 million or something, 160 million, something like that. How would Laramie Tunsil does 
does Laramie Tunsil operate with the same degree of urgency if he gets 50, 60, 70 million guaranteed yeah. you know, on a 23 million, 25 million dollar year deal as he is right now where he's in sort of de facto contract mode? Yeah, I, he was playing well before his thumb got injured last year and he'd already had a big, he had a really big contract. That was, that was one of the things that people love to pile on Bill O'Brien about was how much money they gave Laramie Tunsil. I actually defended O'Brien on that contract because they, I think at the time, remember when the trade happened, people were all up in arms that, oh my gosh, I can't believe they traded for Tunsil and he doesn't have a new contract yet. Well, yeah, that's the way it goes. That's how it happened with Jalen Ramsey. That's just, you don't have time always to negotiate a long contract. So the Texans kind of paid Tunsil in arrears for that first year that he didn't have a new contract. So he played well after that. Last year, like I've always said, is I reset I reset my assessments of people after Bill O'Brien was gone and um, or well after David Culley was gone and and particularly after Jack Easterby was gone. I think there was enough dysfunction in the organization that you didn't necessarily see the best sides of people. And also, what else happens? This happens in football so much, and it's infuriating. Guys like Justin Reed or, or others, in, when a good person is in a bad situation and they speak up about it being a bad situation, it's really easy to label that person all of a sudden the malcontent or the character issue or what have you. And that'll happen time and time again in football. Guys will look... Guys will be in known bad situations. They speak out about it, and all of a sudden it becomes like, I don't know if that guy's a locker room guy. Locker room! That's exactly what the guy was doing! He was trying to stick up for the locker room. So... I, however Laramie Tunsil was acting last year, it was in the middle of a really, really dysfunctional situation. And this year, so far, where things have seemingly been a little bit more vanilla with the Texans, Tunsil's been absolutely fine as far as we can tell. I think just to be safe, we need him to keep spending money. Well, I don't know. I say keep spending money, at least proposing that he spend money on really expensive things. That was always the thing, Seth, I always looked for when I was hiring salespeople, I always look for people that that had expensive tastes that oh, drove yeah. nice cars that yeah. you know we do the credit check on them and I'd see not not you know not near bankruptcy or anything but oh okay well this person has uh, quite a bit of debt they're motivated <laughs> yeah they're not gonna yeah. get comfortable that's right, right. that's where, where Tunsil Tunsil has at least one expensive taste yes and that is however much the performance fee is for Sade Sade's my girl the same. Yeah. I think I saw some video on YouTube, and, and that was like the th- like you had like a Sade song like Sade, intro it. If you come to my house, Sade is all over the place. <laughs> I, I still think one of the best, one of my favorite albums was the best of Sade. The best like, of Sade, absolutely. It's like you can't beat that. I have Sade tatted on me. That's how that's how deep. That's it is. how much you love that's Sade. When I turn thirty, and I have like this birthday party, Sade is gonna be there. Mark my words. Remember this. Remember this. Okay, Sade. Sade We're putting it out in the universe. Sade is gonna be there. She's coming out with a new album. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I didn't. She's coming out with a new album. I didn't know she was still so making music. So she's coming out with a new album. She's going to go on tour. Then she's going to go out to cut kind of LT. And then she's going to come to Laramie Tunsil's birthday party. Hello. When are you turning 30? So I'm 28 right now. So oh, you're, pl- you're planning ahead. <laughs> I'm planning ahead. He, uh, so Sade, according to CelebrityTalent.net, has a booking fee starting in the range of $750,000 yes. to $1 million. Yeah. Which um, I don't know. That sounds that sounds a bit much. It's pricey. I think I feel like Sade might be one of those performers who just um, like Celine Dion, where maybe you don't get her appeal, but her fans are so passionate 
that they are just all about it yes. and will pay loads and loads of money. I feel like Sade might be like that. So. No doubt. No doubt. August 2nd, August 2nd, 2024 is Laramie Tunsil's 30th birthday. We need to get him hooked on Sade performances to the point where he's celebrating half birthdays. Right. And, you know, yeah. doing that. Any little event in his life that goes well, he has Sade come over. Maybe she'll give him a discount and it'll be like you know, the six ninety nine special. Right. So $699,000 for a performance. And we also need to make sure he does nothing to recoup any of that cost. Like, if he comes out with T-shirts like merch for the Laramie Tunsil Sade concert tour. Bad sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We, I, we don't need him recouping any of the costs. We need Laramie Tunsil to be as responsibly desperate financially as possible to keep him motivated. And I think he'll still be motivated. Seth and I are being tongue-in-cheek right now. You're right. Laramie Tunsil signed that deal with O'Brien and Easterby, and he still played at a really – he was a pro bowler in 2020. He's played at a he's played at a, a fairly high level. This year he's played at a great level. Yeah, he's already been there and done that in yeah. terms of being rich. It's not like he's – you know, he's he's motivated right now by somebody in the offseason said he was very good. And uh, just like Michael Jordan looking at an iPad, he, he looks – he takes that as an insult. That's right. So um, I'm watching this movie last night, Me Time. With Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. Okay. And uh, it was a fun little movie. Not a good movie, but a fun little movie to watch. Kind of a wholesome uh, a wholesome movie with Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. But in that movie, I think they said that Seal's performance fee starts at $200,000. Seal's another one of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I, could, I would imagine if I'm Seal and I'm looking at the script, he makes a little appearance. Ah, spoiler, everybody. I apologize. Seal makes a little appearance in the movie. Um... But they talk about his performance fee. If I'm Seal, the actual person, I'm going to say, like, listen, I don't necessarily think it helps resonate with the people if they know I make, like, a million dollars per yeah, performance. Yeah. Can we tamp that down a little yeah. bit? I don't want to look like I've – I don't want I don't want people that – look, kind of like me with Ted Johnson. Now that I know Ted's doing well financially, uh, he's on my list of people to hit up for cash. Yes. So, like, likewise, Seal doesn't want people in Hollywood or elsewhere knowing exactly how much money he makes. I'm just picturing the person that you apologize to right now throwing their coffee at the radio that you spoiled me time for them. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a suspense-filled thriller. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you the gotta drama, really... The drama in me time. I'm not going to tell you whether the turtle lives or dies. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> I now. I don't even know what that means, but it makes yeah. me laugh. Um, so Laramie Tunsil wants to uh, wants to get paid. I hope he gets paid. I want Laramie Tunsil to be here for a while. I've uh, I've come to I've grown to really like Laramie Tunsil. Plus, I need him to be here when he throws that thirtieth birthday party. Because as many of you know, my goal is to not get on his bad side, so I can somehow wrangle. An invitation to the shot A party. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's a goal of mine. In and we hope that it, we hope that it's free. Yeah, it's not one of these uh, not one so. of these events, not one of these events for charity where he charges five thousand dollars a ticket, clears like five hundred dollars on the night. He's like, there you go, charity. Yeah, Woo. no, I don't need that. I don't. Yeah. Um. So you um you brought this to my attention this morning. We, Me time the movie. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's it. Let's break it down. Um. The, we've both known the, the Bill O'Brien mentions up in uh, Boston about the possibility of him coming in. Bill O'Brien being the life raft for a horrific offensive coordinator situation in New England is very funny to me. And, yeah. and Bill O'Brien, is he's, he's a decent enough offensive coordinator, and he was a decent enough head coach. He was a horrible GM. That we know. Um, and I... I have not checked to see how Alabama people feel lately about Bill O'Brien, but anytime they have a bad series of downs, the internet seems to explode with people wanting to fire him. Um, but Bill O'Brien is heavily rumored right now to be the next offensive coordinator for the 
New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, Seth, I'm going to toss this Tom Curran audio. Where is this well, from? I, I don't know. I had written it down. Oh, um, Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Okay. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Sean, That's when I write those things down, you yeah. know I have no memory. You I have know. To, you can't be messing with that. I'm halfway on vacation this week. Okay, just FYI. gotcha. Um, Fitzy and Hart on WEEI, our sister station up in Boston. Tom Curran, who covers the New England Patriots, um, I believe for um, NBC Sportsnet up in Boston. Um, yeah, so they, they were asking Tom Curran about um, – you know exactly what's going on and if the rumors up there that or the speculation up there that Bill O'Brien is definitely going to be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots next year are true. Folks who are knowledgeable in this that I reached out to in the last couple of days who would have insight, I said, would Bill want Bill O'Brien? Because that question's really not been asked. Um, but I asked and the individual said absolutely. And they said I'm surprised if it's not in the works or a done deal already. Yeah, so, I mean, Bill O'Brien will be the guy up there. Uh, it's it's interesting just because there's a lot more to it that makes a lot of sense, but I'm... Uh, the the Boston the Boston radio people do a really good job of like exploring every little facet of this stuff. And when it comes to Belichick, he leaves so much open to speculation um, that that it's it's fair game, I think. But either Fitzy or Hart, one of these guys, uh, basically presents the theory. I, apparently, the prevailing theory of why Bill O'Brien isn't already the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So basically, that just validates the idea that Bill Belichick didn't want to upset the apple cart of the agreement between O'Brien, Saban, and between himself and Saban, do the gentleman's thing and honor the contract Bill O'Brien signed, Bill O'Brien signed, thereby stop making Matt Patricia a stopgap. Okay. Yeah. Whew. So basically, O'Brien and uh, Bel- uh, Belichick and Saban are, uh, you know, swapping Bill Bill O'Brien around like uh, one of their hoes or something. They're passing him uh, around. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, you keep her for a couple, a couple years. Pass and then, uh, O'Brien on the left-hand side. Pass yeah. O'Brien on the um, – So that's um, – okay, that's true that Bill O'Brien – or that – I'm sorry, that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick had a gentleman's agreement and that Matt Patricia and I guess Joe Judge also were sort of a stopgap solution for a year to get to Bill O'Brien being the O.C.? That's malpractice. Look at Mac Jones this year. You, if you, if that's true, if that's true, they basically just threw Mac Jones out with the bathwater. Personally, yeah, I don't believe that. It may be true, but I think a lot of people think like a lot of people think. Well, Bill, you know, Belichick's just the master plotter and Machiavellian and all this, and he's just he's got this scheme, he's got this plan, he's got to. He couldn't have just had this cockamamie plan to have a comp, like a reality show competition for the offensive coordinator and make a, a bad defensive coordinator the other. It couldn't possibly be, could it? And um, I think Tom Curran agrees with me that uh, to be skeptical of just how much of a mastermind uh, Bill Belichick is. I think that Bill overestimated his ability and the way this collaboration would work. I think he overestimated Joe Judge and Matt Patricia's acumen and the ease with which they'd move to the offensive side of the ball. I think he overestimated how easily Mac would transition. I think he totally underestimated not only what Josh McDaniels brought to the team and the franchise on a day-to-day, day-in and day-out basis in organizing that offense and leading that group and innovating, but he also underestimated the rest of the NFL. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it was hard for me in listening to that to not, in my mind, be thinking he was talking about Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because that is, it is 
the Achilles heel of the Patriots way. And it's so weird. And, you know, honestly, there's a lot of paradoxes in trying to figure out how the way New England's operated all these years. But there's a certain arrogance that goes along with the Patriots' way, and you see it blow up in the faces of guys like Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia and everything when they get out. They're, they're, like, they're like anybody that's part of an organization um, or like a group of uh, anybody that's a part of a group that's a dominant group, and they start thinking that they have a lot more to do with it than the actual sum total of everything, and not to mention a little bit of chance. Because I think that Belichick, I mean, Belichick's got his half the half the staff is his family and cronies, like uh, who aren't qualified for the job. Uh, it just it terrifies me that anybody would try to emulate the Patriots way because I think I think there is probably ten percent of the Patriots way that was really 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 good. And then 90% was trash, but people look at the sum total and think, well, you got to do it exactly like everything that they did. Like, no, 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 no. They got away with the 90% because of the 10%. Okay, I want to carry this into the next segment because the, the question that matters now for Texan fans is, does, does this story scare you at all as far as the Texans go in operating in any sort of modified or even actual identical Patriots way. I thought that hiring a Josh McCown would go fine because of the Patriots way. Let's, Excuse me, the Patriots South way. Excuse me, the Texans way. I was told they're not the Patriots South. I was told that. We were all told that. Um, so let's get to that. I do want to I, I want to pose that question to you, Seth. Also, um, it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. 2022 is almost behind us. Five biggest Houston sports stories of 2022. I've got my ballot here. I want to run it by Seth, see what he thinks about that, see what you think about that if you're in your cars or just listening on the Odyssey app. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.